D-heads, for a Disney Halloween treat. The annual not-so-scary Halloween celebration, only on DizRadio.com. Happy Hallowishes, everyone. <laughs> it's time, D-heads. Disney Blue presents... Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, it is time to dim the lights, pull out the cobwebs, get your costumes on, and eat handfuls of candy corn, because you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Diz Radio, and the Diz Radio Show. And this week for show number 194, for the week of October 5th, 2017, we're getting spooky, we're getting creepy, because it is officially the 7th annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration, where all month long we are celebrating Halloween, all kinds of fun, spooky goodness, and so much more. And this week, to help us kick off all those festivities for our annual month-long celebration, we have our returning guest. Yes, a fan favorite that all of you D-heads have asked to bring back every single year. He's celebrated many holidays with us. We have none other than Larry Bagby stopping in here this week. That's right, Larry Bagby, who you know as a.k.a. Ice or Ernie from Hocus Pocus is back once again to help us kick off the festivities for our month-long celebration. We're going to talk about a variety of different things. What's he going to dress up for Halloween this year? His favorite candies? Maybe being ice on stage or scaring trick-or-treaters? What does he think of the Hocus Pocus remake? And all kinds of fun things as Larry is going to be stopping in once again to help us kick off Diz Radio's annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. No celebration would be complete without Larry helping us kick it off. in addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. And yes, the D-Team is toning it down. They're getting spooky and they're getting scary. And you have questions and Aaron has all the answers with his vampire fangs in and he's going to answer all those questions and I want to know. We also have the short leash, or maybe it's a long leash, or maybe it's a trick-or-treat leash because we have Dominic stopping in with tips and tricks to make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation when you're short on time with this week's short leash. We also have Alexa, who's giving you the spooky rundown of what's going on at the Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resorts with Disney Parks in 5. We have Paige with the symphony for your ears as she's bringing you spooky tunes, crazy magic, dark, bald mountain kind of beast with Chernabog, as she's going to be stopping in with a magical music review. We also have all kinds of great memories from the D-Team, who's going to be stopping in with great memories from costumes, eating, trick-or-treating, and more. And the show does not stop there, because we have Nathan, who's maybe not putting on the white gloves this week because you want it to be dirty and spooky, because he's going to be stopping in with just what happened this week in Disney history. And we have Trisha and Jamie stomping in. Your stomach is rumbling, you're hungry for some Halloween treats, and they're going to be stopping in with magical munchies. There's also some great fun Halloween tidbits from Randy, who's taking a break from multimedia and giving you some Halloween fun. So we have all kinds of 
fun things on the horizon. We also have tons of news hot off the D-Wire and so much more as I am in the midst of decorating the studios, decorating my home, decorating the outside because you all know, D-Heads, Halloween is my time of year. Halloween is my favorite shows and we do it big here at Diz Radio. And we're officially getting ready to kick off that celebration. So before I do that, I do got to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, character interactions, you name it, they're going to treat you like family. They have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have as well. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am here in the studio. I am getting ready to decorate. So I am kind of all over the place with tons of jack-o'-lanterns and more. And trust me, many of the D-team have seen my home, seen the studios, and seen our outside, and Halloween is big at our house. So now it's time to pretty much dim those lights, light up the jack-o'-lanterns, and let's officially kick off the 7th Annual Diz Radio Not-So-Scary Halloween Month-Long Celebration. Sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it. It's Halloween, Halloween, everybody. 
It's Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. A very special event on select nights at Magic Kingdom Park. Wear your favorite costume and go trick-or-treating in the most magical neighborhood anywhere. There's exclusive entertainment all over. Parading down the street and bursting high in the sky. You can even ride select attractions late into the night. It's one of our most popular events, so get your tickets ahead of time. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. A spooktacular good time. <laughs> to the haunted mansion, you're invited for a Halloween party. I'm so excited. Mickey and Minnie are waiting at the gate. They need your help to decorate. So come one, come all, come on, join in. The Halloween party is about to begin. Halloween party's about to begin. The haunted mansions are haunted house. Halloween's fun with Mickey Mouse. Listen up, you goblins and ghouls. Dress up and have fun, and those are the rules. You can trick or treat with a skeleton. Make no bones about it, it's fun. <laughs> Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 194 for the week of October 5th, 2017, as we officially kicked off our seventh annual Diz Radio 
not-so-scary month-long celebration. That's right, we have lots of fun Halloween things going on all month long here at Diz Radio. Now, if you're new to this, you're not sure exactly what this is. If you're a new D-head out there, basically all month long, we have our annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. We're going to bring you spooky tunes, Halloween fun, special Halloween guests. Everything is going to be Halloween fun, spooky themed. We are going to make your October be so magical, so different, so spooky. It's not just one day. It is all month long here at the show. And many times that is because I love Halloween. The D team will tell you, all of you D heads who have been with us over the years know that I love Halloween and I do it big and bold. And we are gearing up for our returning guest. Yes, our one guest that everybody loves to have come back and share Halloween stories every single celebration. We have Larry Bagby returning once again. So get ready as Larry's stopping in with all kinds of fun things from talking about Hocus Pocus, his music, and what it's like being ice, handing out candy, his favorite treats, what does he think of Stranger Things, and so much more. We have the D team here with all kinds of fun signature Halloween segments and all kinds of goodies. So there's a lot of fun things on the horizon. Now, as you all know, this is the part of the show when I'm going to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show before I jump into anything else. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Show. That's D-I-Z Radio, S-H-O-W. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U. Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, magical, spooky, creepy, Halloween-ridden shows. And if you want to stay connected instantly, you can't wait to get your creep on. Conjure up those spells. You want the shows as soon as they get released? All you have to do is go to Stitcher Radio or iTunes and subscribe right there. Just search Disney Blue, Diz Radio, or Disney On Demand. Subscribe and listen to the latest shows on the device of your choosing. From your iPhones, your Androids, your iPads, your tablets, your laptop, you name it. You can listen to it and have all the spooky fun all month long for our Halloween celebrations. And if you can't remember any of these links, super easy. Just go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com, and there you can find all these links there as well. Now, all VD heads, like I said, there is a lot of fun things on the horizon. There's so much news going on that everybody already knows, from Bob Iger mentioning that he is going to be stepping down in mid-2019. Lots of great Disney news. I mean, seriously, there's a ton of it, but I'm excited. October is here. Halloween is here. And I'm in the midst of decorating the studios, my home, and the outside. So I am all over the board here this week. Yes, we have tons of jack-o'-lanterns. We are lighting things up. It usually takes me, on the average, about three days just to decorate the inside of my home, another day for the studios, and it takes about three to four days to decorate the outside. So that's going to tell you the level of Halloween fun at our home here at Diz Radio. So lots of fun things there, big things on our plate. But I don't want to leave you high and dry. Yes, we have the D-team stopping in, but, you know, some things on the news horizon. Of course, there's new Disney Zoom Zooms that are added with uh, great Halloween fun. There is Halloween 
episodes on the Disney Channel all month long. Yes, all month long, there are all new Halloween episodes of many of your favorite shows, from Bizarre Vark, uh, Stuck in the Middle. I mean, all of them have great Halloween shows. Of course, let's not forget, you have the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party at Walt Disney World. You also have Halloween Time at Disneyland and California Adventure and so many great Halloween ways to celebrate pretty much this season and make it fun. Like I said, I'm not going to go into news here this week. Maybe next week I'll give you some news, but this week I'm just on a Halloween high. I just want everything to be fun and magical and whimsical. So, I, I you know, this is that point where I'm just going to ask all of you, how do you bring Disney into your Halloween fun? Yes, how do you do it? Because whether that is putting out Jack Skellington candle holders, uh, watching, uh, I guess, great Disney Halloween movies, of course, but how do you bring that Disney decor into your home for Halloween? We also have right now, I'm looking at it in the production studio here. I'm in the studio. I have a Mickey Mouse jack-o'-lantern that is always glowing bright here and lots of fun things like that. So it is really good things. Now, you know, like I said, I'm kind of rambling here this week, all VD heads. Yes, I know, different for me. Usually I'm rambling, but I'm telling you news and fun, crazy things and stuff like that. But this week, I am just on this Halloween high. And the D-team knows it because I've been driving them nuts with my Halloween stuff all week long. So with that, I'm going to leave it to all of you D-heads out there. That's right, to the D-team, you D-heads. Let's keep on going with this annual Halloween celebration. I'm going to leave it at that because there are so many fun things going on here. I I I just don't even know where to begin. So before I release the reins here to the D-team, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel, and Castle and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, character interactions, you name it, they are going to make it magical and treat you like family. They also have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. All right, all VD heads. So I've just spent the last six minutes rambling into your ears with utter nonsense. No real point to my conversation, no real news, no real anything. So I'm going to step down. I'm going to continue decorating the studios here while the D-team is taking over the reins for a while. And the next time you hear me back, I'm going to be talking about Hocus Pocus, Halloween, and all kinds of fun as we have Larry Bagby, yes, Ice from Hocus Pocus, stopping in here very shortly to help us kick off our seventh annual Diz Radio Not-So-Scary Month-Long Halloween Celebration. So with that said, take it away, team. Happy Hallowishes. And as you can tell, I'm just excited to get this month going. While I elucidate on what happens outside when it gets late Long about midnight the ghosts and banshees get together for the midnight jamborees There's ghosts with horns and saucer eyes Some with fangs about this size Some short and fat, some tall and thin Some don't even bother to wear their skin I'm telling you brother, it's a frightful sight To see what goes on in the night when spooks have a midnight jamboree, they'll break it up with fiendish glee. 
ghosts are bad, but the one that's cursed is the headless horseman. He's the worst when he goes jogging across the land, holding his snagging in a hand. Demons take one look and groan and hit the roads for parts unknown. There's no spook like a spook that's mine. They don't like a man who's really burned. Swears to the longest day he's dead, and he'll show them that he can get ahead. windows and lock the doors unless you're careful he'll get yours don't think he'll hesitate a bit cause he'll flip your top if it'll fit he likes some little he likes some big part in the middle all wig black or white or even red the headless horseman heeds ahead with a hip hip hop and a clippity clop he's out looking for a top to chop but don't stop and figure out a plan so after dark, you kids be good Stay at home the way that you should Cause right outside and waiting there Is the headless horseman Beware Oh man, I'm getting out of here you <laughs> scream as we say in the ghost business boom. the scream team what is it? it's a ghost and i'm keeping it. starring tommy davidson eric idol and kathy najini don't mess with me i am in no mood today the scream team a disney channel original movie they're having the time of their afterlife friday at 8 7 central on disney channel <laughs> and now a disney on demand memory If I put this purple shawl with the black top and gray skirt... Oh, hey everyone, Paige here. Didn't realize Jonathan had turned on my mic. I was just planning out my costume for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party next week. One of the best parts about Halloween is the costumes, especially when it gives you the chance to dress as a favorite character. Over the years, I've had the fun of dressing as three of Disney's lovely princesses that I grew up with. But the best part about doing Disney characters is you can partner up with friends and each choose a character from the same film. When I was Cinderella, my best friend's mom made herself a costume to be my fairy godmother. A few years later, my best friend dressed as my Aladdin when I wore my Jasmine costume. But probably my favorite Disney costume pairing was when I was Snow White. I had the dress, fresh out of the Disney store, how cool is that? The cape and the wig. Snow White has black hair, not blonde. But even better was my best friend was my prince, and my sister donned an oversized green turtleneck, blue jeans, and a purple cap to be dopey. Standing next to my sister in our costumes is easily one of my favorite pictures from trick-or-treating when we were little. Well, I need to get back to my costume, so I'll see you in a bit for the Magical Music Review. Hope you all are having a great time planning out your costumes for this season, and be sure to share pictures with us. Trick-or-treat! On Halloween night in the pumpkin patch, Scallywags out with the plot to hatch, are gathering under the moon to 
Halloween treasure trick. Trick or treasure, Halloween pleasure under the pirate moon. When you count your share, you best take care of the trick may come too soon. Trick or treasure all together, pumpkins all aglow. Playing tricks and grabbing trees, gathering pirate gold. Though the tricks are fun to play, we never see a dime of pay. Cause our captain keeps it square and all away. He's a ratty rat with a pile of gold, but a spooky spook might rattle his bones with one more Halloween trick to play. Spooky spook with a bone to pick, one more Halloween treasure trick. Trick or treasure, Halloween pleasure under the pirate moon. When you count your share, you best take care of the trick may come too soon. Trick or treasure, all together, pumpkins all aglow. Playing tricks and grabbing trees, gathering pirate gold. I'm Larry Bagby, or Ernie, I mean Ice, and I'm here with Jay, I mean Tobias, Jelenic, and you're listening to what? <laughs> you're listening to Disney on Disney. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, uh, uh, I don't know what the hell that was. Gotta hang up, Jonathan, just hang up. <laughs> Hi, I'm L-A-R-R-Y. <laughs> You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. <laughs> Halloween edition. I'm so excited to bring you these shows. It's one of my favorite times of the year. The weather's getting cooler, some leaves are starting to turn, and my cell phone sounds are a haunted mansion for the season. For Halloween time, I've set aside the virtual mailbag, so let's reach into my virtual coffin and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Peter Reynolds of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and he writes, Aaron and the Diz Radio team, I love the show and been a D-head since this summer. Wish I'd found it sooner. My question, since you're getting ready for Halloween, is about the Disney movie Scream Team. I remember seeing this one as a small kid and really loved it. Can you find it on DVD anywhere to buy? When did it originally air? Thank you for an awesome podcast. Well, The Scream Team is a Disney original movie that aired on October 4, 2002. The film is about Richard Carlyle, who returns to Steeple Falls with his two kids, Claire and Ian, after his father dies. Not having a good relationship with his dad, Richard wants to sell the hardware business and the house before returning to Boston. Ian and Claire discover a ghost depot where spirits gather to reach the other side. They find out that their grandfather's spirit never reached the depot. Maria, Jumper, and Coffin Ed explain that his spirit may have been stolen by Zachariah Cole. 200 or so years ago, Zachariah was burned at the stake for killing his wife. Zachariah is now stealing spirits to gather power 
so he can take his revenge on Steeple Falls. It's up to Ian and Claire to stop Zachariah and save their grandfather's spirit. Unfortunately, it's not available on DVD, but it is available to watch or rent digitally on Amazon. It's a steal at only $2.99, and for this month only on the Disney Now app in the Halloween Disney Channel Original Movie section, you can stream several Halloween movies for free by just providing your cable provider login. I'll definitely be checking this out. Well, our next question is from Jake Tabbert, and he writes, Halloween, spooky, haunted mansion things are right up my alley. I love this season and usually go to the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party a few times a year and never missed a Diz Radio Halloween celebration. I can't wait for Larry to be back on. Him and Jonathan are so much fun. My question for Aaron is about the old Disney cartoon Trick or Treat with Donald Duck. I know it's a classic and they recut it, which I don't like, in the House of Villains DVD. I saw there's a record of it, but didn't want to buy it until I knew what it was. Is this a story LP, or just the song from the short? When was it released on vinyl? Any help is appreciated before I pay crazy eBay prices for it. Happy Hollow Wishes, Aaron, and the show. Well, this is one of my favorite Halloween specials. Walt Disney's Trick or Treat, Stories and Songs of Halloween, was released on vinyl in 1974. There was an added bonus inside of two Halloween masks, Pumpkinhead and Witch Hazel, printed on the inner sleeve. On side A you have the complete story, and they added commentary by Witch Hazel to fill in descriptions where the short would have had just sound effects and visuals. Then the Trick or Treat song is also on side A. On side B, you have the story and song of the Haunted Mansion, and then the song Grim Grinning Ghost. This is a great album, but if you don't want to spend the big bucks, or want to preview it, it is available on YouTube. And stay tuned later this month. I think Jonathan might have a surprise for all you D-heads. Well, our final question is from Jackie Dixon of New Jersey, and she writes, Want to know, Aaron? Question for you. I know they often switch out voice actors over time, sometimes due to age and whatnot. How many people have played my favorite villain, Maleficent? She's my favorite villain before she was trendy, and is she the same person who voices her at the parks too? Thank you for the help. Well, Maleficent is definitely one of Disney's greatest villains. She was originally voiced by Eleanor Audley who previously performed Lady Tremaine, Cinderella's evil stepmother. Suzanne Blakesley is the current voice of Maleficent. She voices her in the parks and in the video games Kingdom Hearts and Disney Infinity. She was a guest on our show on episode 24 and episode 119, which you can listen to in our podcast archives on DizRadio.com. On Disney's House of Mouse, Maleficent was voiced by Lois Nettleton. In Fantasmic, she is voiced by Linda Gary. And of course, we can't forget Angelia Jolie as Maleficent in the movie. Then in Once Upon a Time, she is played by Kristen Bauer von Stratton. And finally, in the Descendants movies, she's played by Christian Chenoweth. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. 
Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads, and pleasant dreams. <laughs> not-so-scary Halloween party has begun. This magic kingdom is now prepared to celebrate my favorite time of year. For those mortals who have not paid their token fee to attend, you may do so at Ghost Relations in City Hall. Otherwise, you'll need to please leave the magic kingdom at this time. And remember, Beware of hitchhiking ghosts! (laughs) Hi everyone, this is Alexa again coming at you with this week's episode of Disney Parks in 5. Starting in Walt Disney World, adjacent to the upcoming Star Wars Land Galaxy's Edge construction, is the new Grand Avenue area of Disney's Hollywood Studios, which opened this past week. It is a homage to the real downtown Los Angeles. 
A new restaurant called the Baseline Tap House has opened this last Friday, September 29th, 2017. It is located on the New Grand Avenue in Disney's Hollywood Studios, just around the corner from the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater. It sits among the vintage office buildings and warehouses that represent the glory of Grand Avenue in the real downtown Los Angeles. This repurposed print shop specializes in beer and wines from the Golden State of California. Rounding out the drink menu, the pub also offers gourmet non-alcoholic lemonade and soda on the tap. Hence, the name Baseline Tap House. I've heard it's a really cool place to eat and enjoy the atmosphere around you and learn about the history of downtown Los Angeles. In more restaurant news, also occurring last Friday, September 29, 2017, Morimoto Asia in Disney Springs celebrated its two-year anniversary at the Walt Disney World Resort. On Sunday, October 1st, 2017, Walt Disney World celebrated two big anniversaries. The Magic Kingdom celebrated its 46th anniversary since opening day, and Epcot held a very special event to celebrate its 35th anniversary. The night was full of fancy food, special events, and a unique showing of Illuminations Reflections of Earth, designed by Imagineers specifically for Epcot's 35th anniversary celebration. It was so cool. You definitely get bragging rights if you were in attendance. New details have been revealed about the upcoming Skyliner gondola service coming to Walt Disney World. It is going to be a new transportation service in addition to the monorail system and tram, boat, and bus systems that connect the resort hotels and the parks to each other. It has been revealed that each cabin will have onboard Wi-Fi available for guests and a good ventilation system to help cool guests off on hot days. <clears throat> I mean, every day in Central Florida. It will be able to transport roughly 5,000 guests per hour from station to station. Whoa. To put that into perspective, prior to the Caribbean, which has the fastest reload rate in all of the Magic Kingdom rides, fun fact for you, more fun facts, check out my book, cough, cough, loads about 3,500 people per hour while the monorail system transports about 10,000 guests per hour from station to station. But the gondolas will be a lot cheaper to run than the monorail system. Moving on to Disneyland, Disney has started testing new interactive talking fur characters in Disney's California Adventure Park. That's right, Mickey, Minnie, and Donald can be found inside the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail area of DCA, and yes, now they can actually speak to guests in their own character voices. People are raving about how cool this is, especially for the California parks. You Florida people are probably like, yeah, what else is new? We've had talking characters forever. But hey, we are super pumped over here on the West Coast to finally have talking fur characters, and it is seriously the coolest thing ever. And a little bit of kind of sad news. Oscar Martinez, who was the longest tenured Disney Parks cast member to date, I believe he was there on opening day of Disneyland, if not very close to opening day. He has worked as a chef on Main Street for over 60 years. Anyway, we all knew this day would come, but Oscar Martinez has decided to retire. To those who would have loved to meet him in the parks but never got the chance to, this is very sad news. To those who have met him before in the parks, this is still very sad news. I met him years ago, before he was famous, while eating lunch on Main Street USA. He came out to speak with us and he mentioned that he had been there since opening day or basically since opening day. I'm not, I still don't really remember. Oh man, he is the sweetest and coolest guy to meet and speak to. I would have loved to get another chance to talk to him, but I am also so honored to have had that chance at all. 
Good luck, Oscar, in all of your future endeavors. Thank you for listening to Disney Parks in 5 with me, Alexa. Let me know your thoughts and experiences on my social medias, all titled Disney Till You're Dizzy. You can also reach out to me on my new Diz Radio email, alexa at dizradio.com. You can find me on my YouTube channel, Disney Till You're Dizzy. And find my book on Amazon, Disney Till You're Dizzy, 1001, Facts, Rumors, and Myths About the Disneyland Resort. Also, make sure to be on the lookout for my two new Walt Disney World books coming out in the next few months. They are titled Disney Till You're Dizzy, 1001, Facts, Rumors, and Myths About Walt Disney World, and Disney Till You're Dizzy, 1001, More Facts, Rumors, and Myths About Walt Disney World. Always remember that there is a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day, and tune in next time for more Disney Parks in 5.
I'm your ghost host. It's a sort of a Moon City retirement home for worn-out witches, ghosts, goblins, and similar death-of-the-party types, where every night is Halloween. But before we go inside, let me show you around the ground. Watch the gate, Clyde. As you can see, our security patrol keeps an eye on the grounds. And our pet birds keep an eye on the security patrol. Now watch your step. We just poured some new quicksand. Over here are complete recreational facilities for our physical fitness program. We are house jazz group. Right on, fellas. Our retirement plan is the living in. <laughs> Well, so much for the grounds. Come on, let's go inside. Uh-oh, I forgot my key. But wait, just a minute. Well, don't just stand there. Come on in. This is Oz Scott, director of Mr. Boogity, Bride of Boogity, Cheetah Girls, on and on and on. Coming to you on Disney On Demand. Who let the dogs out? Hello everyone, this is Dominic and welcome to another edition of Disney Short Leash. If you're new to the segment, a short leash isn't what that chick from the Princess Diaries used to get the part in Catwoman. No, the short leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacations when they're short on time or short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. We are within the window of Halloween. You can tell because women start dressing in vests and boots as if they're cosplaying like Han Solo at a Star Wars convention. Monster cereals such as Booberry, Count Chocula, and Frankenberry return to supermarkets everywhere. Rest in peace, Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy, who disappeared into nothingness, like anyone who ever replaced Curly on the Three Stooges. And 40-something moms start freebasing pumpkin spice. It's the season of scares and terror, and nothing is more terrifying than being on a short Disney trip and waiting in long attraction lines. A short trip to Disney is nothing to be trifled with. You can't think you're on a relaxing vacation if your goal is to take in as many attractions as possible. I people watch these misguided noobs, and you can almost predict where they suddenly gain Einstein-like mathematical abilities. The equation starts to formulate. If X is the number of attractions left, and Y equals the wait time, and Z is the amount of time we have left in the park, and X times Y is greater than Z, which means we're totally screwed. But they fall in a trap. You know, it's vacation. You wake up late, maybe you get to the parks around 10.30, 11 o'clock. You go back to the hotel for a nap at 4.30. In between, you burn an hour for lunch. You wake up after that nap and go to dinner. And if 7.30, maybe return to the park and leave after the fireworks around 9.30. Seems like a great day. And it is. There's nothing wrong with all that. My sister worked a similar schedule when we did a family reunion trip. However, she had nine days there. She literally could afford to take her time. The park tickets were cheaper because she was staying longer, an average around $55 a day for a long trip versus about $100 a day for a quick getaway one. Also, whatever attraction she missed one day, she could do some other day. 
With my sister's later start and nap plan, she has five hours or so for attractions before she heads off to snooze and eat some dinner, assuming she breaks for lunch, and two hours or so when she returns after dinner. That's seven hours at a theme park, and it seems like plenty of time until you start to factor in the wait times and the sheer size of the place. When people start to realize that it's taking them 30 to 40 minutes to get through an attraction, even when the lines are on the lighter side, it begins to sink in that your one day at the park may equal only seven to ten total attractions. Go when it's crowded and you could cut that number in half. Suddenly you have a family meltdown as the aforementioned math equation kicks in and they realize that they just can't do it all. And then there's that realization that that dinner and nap were much more expensive than they thought. And this isn't some peaceful catharsis. It's not like the movies where the sidekick character is looking at the time bomb tick down and they're swept with a calm acceptance of their fate as a classical soundtrack starts to swell. No, these people go full on crazy. Scream about who took too long in the bathroom and why did they have to order dessert and how everything is ruined now. And they start hurling old arguments at each other, somehow equating the hour or two it took to get a princess autograph with an affair someone had five years ago. It is messy. Well, as we have often covered in this segment, there are ways to avoid such a problem, not the least of which is not to have an affair in the first place. And since it's Halloween season, I have to bring up the Haunted Mansion, not just because it's a timeless classic, but because of the ride system and how it helps avoid the crowds. Any ride like the Haunted Mansion that doesn't have a stop to load or unload is a great one to avoid a long wait, with the exception of Peter Pan, whose line's always ridiculous and often the length of the line is the inverse of the entertainment value of the thing to begin with. I have often said, and I'm not exaggerating, that you can watch the entire Peter Pan cartoon movie in less time than it takes to stand in the line and ride the attraction. However, most times, these people eating non-stop loading attractions are second only to theater shows and free roaming play areas when it comes to quickly moving people in and out of the attraction. Of course, certain times of days are better than others, but be it the People Mover or the Little Mermaid, Space Ranger Spin, or of course the Haunted Mansion, these are attractions where even if there is a line, it does keep moving and it chews through the crowd. The Haunted Mansion is a special kind of people eater. It takes you through three different lines, and you don't even mind it. In fact, sometimes it moves too quick. It can eat people so fast that you don't have time to play in its first stop at the graveyard. Or you're craning your neck trying to read all the tombstones as you're getting corralled into the second staging area. The elevator stretching room show is an ingenious way to try to convince you that you're not still in line. An illusion that is shattered once the door opens and try to funnel you single file into like a bad merge on a highway. This system is all but guaranteed to split up your family as you desperately try to form an unbreakable arm chain so you don't lose your children in this human cattle corral. But other than that, the Haunted Mansion is a great example of a line that's almost fun to be in. It keeps you moving and entertained while doing it, and any cue that can make you wish you can slow down and stay in line longer is doing its job, because getting through the crowds and being entertained while doing it, well that's short leash people and I hope you enjoyed the tip. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, or even your own short leash tips at dominic at disradio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at disradio.com. I can also be found on the internet on Twitter at WDWPlantoons and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDWPlantoons or by visiting Plantoons.com. We have a new cartoon about the Death Star Hotel. Go check it out. Well, folks, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. And ghoulies, creatures of fright, we summon you now to dance through the night. Grim, ghosts, come out to socialize.
And now, a Disney On Demand memory. One of my favorite seasons to enjoy is during the fall, eating pumpkin seeds. Now, not so many of our D-head listeners out there may not enjoy pumpkin seeds, but with my family, I enjoy eating that coming fresh from the pumpkin gourd, using the leftover from the pumpkins. We can enjoy that, put on the little olive oil, little sea salt, crunch that up up there, a little pepper, and bake that up for eh, 355 degrees for about 15 minutes or so, and see that nice golden color, nice crisp crunch, and just a wonderful flavor just to enjoy that, coming right from the pumpkin. And not just only that, I can enjoy as well, brings the wonderful drinking of the apple cider along with this wonderful meal. And with, along with my family, we talk about seasons and getting ready for the Halloween events that we're going to be having to experience later this month. And just, you know, being around among with family. It, I think it's another season where we can just get a little warm and cozy, grab a little blanket, watch a nice bonfire, or even a small cookout with the friends and family just to enjoy each other's company, hear maybe some scary uh, stories that maybe happens around this time uh, where I live which seems to be really big in my state of Pennsylvania. Yes, if you haven't heard of ghost stories of Pennsylvania, and I think other states may have their little spooks here and there, but it's kind of neat to kind of get a little spooky during this season. Just last night, I was able to watch the Hocus Pocus just to relieve some memories, with just, a, with just to refresh my memory how long it's been since 1993 when it came out, and hearing the stories about, oh, possibly a re-version of this? Um, I'm kind of on the fence about this one since, since it's been talked about rumors about having a Hocus Pocus 2 movie of a possible continuation. Nothing hasn't really flourished since then, but it got me excited to kind of like, you know what, let me pop in the DVD and kind of watch the Hocus Pocus movie just to relive the fun, nostalgic version of the movie. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies that I enjoy during this time, and as well, the most debated movie of all time is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton's, who's the director of it, made it kind of in the way of, is it a Halloween movie? Is it a Christmas story? I, I just like, ah, you can both watch it at the same time, but it's another great movie to enjoy during this Halloween season. Well, what's your thoughts, guys? What favorite, um, any recipes that you enjoy eating during this time of year? I would love to hear your feedback, maybe on what you use with pumpkin seeds, or any fun activities you would like to enjoy with your family. You can send me an email at randy at thisradio.com. That, again, that email address is randy at thisradio.com. Well, this is Randy signing out for this little Halloween segment. I wish you all a wonderful fall season and as well, happy Halloween as we enjoy the rest of this fun month. Until then, see you next time, guys. From Walt Disney Home Video, the Sanderson witches are flying into town. And now everyone's in for a real treat. Greedy little beggar. Winnie's the wickedest. Hello. Sarah's the sexiest. Will thou dance with me? And Mary's the hungriest. No time for <laughs> They're here to have some fun and practice a little witchcraft. If they could only get it right. Hocus Pocus on video cassette. Hi again, D-Heads, and happy kickoff to the Halloween season. 
It's time for another installment of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan, and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. Halloween is an exciting part of the year. It may only be a short month-long celebration, but it's such a great time signifying that fall is finally here, and time to start decorating in a big way, not just for Halloween, but for a few holidays coming up. So, with that said, let's get excited and let's begin and kick off the Halloween season. Kicking off this week, let's begin with this week's quote, coming from our Uncle Walt himself. Laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age. Dreams are forever. Now it's Diz Radio throwback time for this week in Diz Radio history. With show number 119 from October of 2015, featuring Suzanne Blakesley as the voice of many of our favorite Disney villains, such as Maleficent, Cruella, the Evil Queen, Lady Tremaine, and more. Check it out and jump back with us today. Now, starting out this week in Disney history, we're going to go to 1955, when Mickey Mouse appeared on the cover of this week's TV Guide magazine. Mickey Mouse Club is scheduled to debut on ABC October 3rd. In 1971, almost 10,000 visitors converged near Orlando, Florida to witness the grand opening of Walt Disney World, which includes the Magic Kingdom, being Disney's second theme park, and two resorts. In 1982, Epcot Center at Walt Disney World has its grand opening, with more than 100 television crews from all over the world covering the event. In 1987, Disney Dollars debut in Epcot Center. They're the same $1 and $5 bills that are being used in Disneyland. In 1991, Kansas performed live at Disney World's Pleasure Island. In 1992, Disney's live-action feature film The Mighty Ducks is released in theaters. In 1996, That Thing You Do, starring, written, and directed by Tom Hanks, is released through 20th Century Fox. The story of a fictional one-hit wonder 1960s rock band from Pennsylvania features multiple scenes shot at Disneyland. In 1999, the new Imagination Pavilion, formerly known as the Journey into Imagination Pavilion, and the Millennium Village Pavilion both open at Walt Disney World's Epcot. In 2007, High School Musical on Tour, a new stage version of the hit Disney Channel movie, begins a series of performances at Wharton Center in East Lansing, Michigan. In 2016, the Muppets arrive at the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, to star in a new show, Great Moments in American History. And we end this week in Disney History D-Heads with a few birthdays around the Disney company. We're going to start them out this week with legendary actress Miss Julie Andrews of Disney and Broadway fame. Randy Quaid, the voice of Almeida Slim in Home on the Range, is born. John Morris, known for his role as Andy Davis in all three of the Toy Story films, is born in New York. And we end birthdays this week with actress Nev Campbell, the voice of adult Kiara in Disney's 1998 The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride being born in Ontario, Canada. Well, D-Heads, that's all again this week for This Week in Disney History. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new maybe you didn't know. I also have one last bit of Disney and Diz Radio related news. This episode, episode number 194 of Diz Radio, I'm officially laying down the mic, and it'll be my last episode with the show. 
I joined Diz Radio on a whim in a random post I saw on Facebook by Jonathan back in 2014 for episode number 78, featuring Mr. Stephen Anthony Lawrence, who played Beans on Even Stevens. 116 episodes I've been with the show, and I've done segments for nearly 100 of them. I won't lie, but saying that out loud is an insane accomplishment. I want to thank you, the listeners, for giving all of us, especially myself, an outlet to pour our Disney passion into each and every week that we had a show. I also want to thank my teammates and family for being exactly that, family. Thank you, Paige, Jason, Aaron, Cody, Randy, and most importantly, Jonathan. Thanks, Jonathan, for the opportunity. Thank you as well to our newbies on the team, Trisha, Alex, Jamie, Dom, and Don, as well as past family members that we've lost, Caitlin and Lexi. I appreciate you all, and I'm glad I got to share this Disney journey with you guys. And I wish the best of luck to you all in future episodes. So, with that said, thanks for listening to me for almost four years on Diz Radio. And as always, guys, have a great week. We'll see you real soon. Lighten up, Max. Can we go home now? No. Let's just go this way. Danny. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Stop and pay the toll, kid. Ten chocolate bars, no licorice. Dump out your sack. Dropped it. More. Whoa. Yo, twerp. How'd you like to be hung off that telephone pole? Yeah. I'd just like to see you try. Because it just so happens I've got my big brother with me. Max. Hollywood. Oh, no. (laughs) So... You're doing a little trick-or-treating. <laughs> Ding dong. Woo! Ah! <laughs> Just taking my little sister around. Mm, that's nice. Whoa, I love the costume. Yeah. But what are you supposed to be? A new kid on the block? <laughs> Your information. He's a little leaguer. Whoa. Ooh, I'm a little leaguer. Whoa. Wait a minute. Everybody pays the toll. Stuff it, zip face. Why you little? Hey! Ice. Here. Pig out. Come on, Daniel, let's go. Jerk. In Hollywood, the shoes fit great. <laughs> Lights. Camera. Action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Diz Radio, and the Diz Radio Show. And this week, we are kicking off our seventh annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. And with us here to help us kick off the festivities is our returning guest. He has been here, yes, seven times to help us celebrate Halloween. We have none other than Ice, yes, Larry Bagby from Hocus Pocus, stopping in here once again as our annual guest that all of you request. Welcome back to Diz Radio. Well, thank you, Jonathan. It's good to be back. It's always good to be seen <laughs> and heard. <laughs> That's a good sign. It means I'm still around. Um, but I, I always enjoy 
catching up with you all and I appreciate all the fans out there and everybody that um that likes the movie and likes my character and likes me I appreciate that well definitely you know and like you said hocus pocus has went on to be this uh this cult fan following, of course. And over the years, we've tackled a lot of great stories. We've had, uh, you know, talking about how you've had your head shaved, uh, getting mistaken for a thug. We even had yourself and Tobias together last year here on the show. So lots of fun things. But the one question I got to ask right now, because it just got released this week, is what are your thoughts on that Hocus Pocus reboot with none of the original cast? That's fine. I just, I read that my cousin sent me um, I think it was in what Vanity Fair or something like that. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. I think, I think as my like my cousin texts me, I think he's right on by saying, I think all of us will be cursed if <laughs> if that happens that way because it's not like um, you know, any of us would have a problem being in the in the second movie if Kenny was directing it. I think that would be important, and of course, you can't go on without the Sanderson sisters and I mean the movie became such a great movie and a, and a, such a cult classic because you know the three witches are great together and, and, and the director knew what he was doing and the sets and all their other casting was great and not toot my own horn um, but I, I like the movie even though I'm in it I still like it you know so um, I don't know what are your thoughts on that I'm curious <laughs> well, you know, I think that sometimes you need to reboot things for a new generation. It does happen, and I think it is needed sometimes. But something like Hocus Pocus falls in the line of, like, Wizard of Oz and Star Wars and other things where some movies have this cult following where even when you go ahead and reboot it, it's just not going to take because of the original lasting power. I mean, look at what they did with Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, the rebooting flopped because people wanted Robert England. Yeah, so it's a, I guess the only series that's kind of survived some of that has been like the James Bond movies, um, and because you know there's always a, a kind of a different James Bond every so often, right? Um, and people like the brand, but I think when when something's made, it's like Back to the Future. Like that's one of my favorite movies, and if you you know if you look at it, the second one I liked pretty well but then the third one was just it just felt rushed or something to me it didn't have the same effect the first one in my opinion is perfect and i think a lot of people would say that it's a perfect perfect casting perfect movie you know so when you have something like that it's hard to it's hard to try to follow a great act right uh, if it fails then people will be talking about it but with that said like you said rebooting, you know, bring something back, you'll get at least all the original Hocus Pocus fans, which there are a lot of, they're going to want to see it just to see it, right? So they'll make money regardless on, you know, whether we're in it or the witches are in it, you know, the original Sanderson sisters. Just because, like you said, people kind of want to see it. And then those that don't really know about the movie or younger generation, maybe they'll catch on a little more to the the here and now the hocus pocus yeah is it supposed to be on tv is that what they're saying yeah they said it's going to be a made for tv movie but you know the one thing that i think i foresee that made the original fun and made the original so iconic is 
you can sit down and watch it with your children. I watch it with all my kids, and I have a feeling that they're going to take that turn like a lot of movies are doing, and they're going to make it dark and make it scary or however they want to tackle it. And I think that's just not the direction that it needs to go. Yeah. Well, that's what, like you said, made it so unique is, you know, what other family-friendly films do we have for Halloween? There's not a lot, right? It's not, you know, you don't want to scare your kids or kids don't want to be scared. So a movie like, uh, you know, Hocus Pocus worked well because it just had just enough comedy, music, um, and, and the right story, but told in a kind of a pleasant fantasy way, you know. Definitely. Well, and speaking of music, we've talked about this in the past. Did you ever get around to doing that cover of I Put a Spell on You? <laughs> no, but now I feel like you put a spell on me. <laughs> I can't get it done. I haven't done it yet. And I, I thought of that right before I, I called in today. I'm like, oh, man, I didn't do what we talked about. And, and I've, I actually was trying to get prepared to do it just to play live at a show. And the show never happened last year. We were supposed to do a Hocus Pocus um, reunion thing in Texas or something, and it didn't work out. So I kind of I kind of worked on it a little bit, but I still haven't recorded it. But that doesn't mean I won't. I'm gonna put it on my list again, <laughs> and I hope I get it, I, I get it done by our next conversation. I did get something done though. I I finally got you know the Dream It Away album that I've talked about over the last couple of years. We finally finished it. Um, we changed the name to Country by the Sea, which is kind of my brand's like laid back uh, country, but from California near the beaches. And, um, and so that's finally finished and I'm, I'm proud of that. It's been a long time coming and, uh, that's available on online either www.larrybagby.com. Or just Larry Bagby on Spotify, Larry Bagby on iTunes, Larry Bagby on, on Apple Music. It's all there. So I appreciate you letting me plug that a little bit. And I hope you all go out and, or either go out and buy it or just buy it on your phones. I think you'll appreciate it anyway. <laughs> well, you know, and it is, you know, great cuts off of there. Like you said, it has this country flair, but at the same time, it has this, uh, beach vibe you know it's kind of a i'm laid back i'm having maybe a, a margarita on the beach but it has a little bit of a a twang to it well thank you yeah that's uh, you could almost say and i think i've tried to say this before i don't know if it sticks or not but kind of the um, jimmy buffett of the west coast <laughs> a little bit of that <laughs> flavor i love the eagles you know the california country kind of thing and um i think the reason why we wanted to release it around fall which we, we finally did was because the whole album kind of keeps you dreaming about the beach and, you know, kind of stay in that rela relaxed Hawaii state of mind. So it's, it's a good, fun album, especially good album while you're driving. That's what I've heard. I would agree with that. It's one of those where you got the windows down. It's not too hot, not too cold, and you're kind of chilling to it, thinking about summer and moving into fall. And, you know, with the release of this, too, working on it for so many years, I guess uh, with that, what's the response been like so far? Um, we've gotten some really great feedback, and um, it's exciting to see you know, you start to see your numbers going up as as it catches fire, and you know it's it's a real word of mouth kind of thing. And you know how the online stuff works, even with your show, it takes years 
to kind of create a fan base and and then and then it takes more years to keep them. <laughs> so you have to always kind of have something new to release or talk about, and you know that's that's I think part, one of the things that's key in, in a entertainer's life, whether it's musician or actor. You got to keep yourself busy and, and keep yourself um, out there in within sight because a lot of times out of sight, out of mind, you know. So I try, I try to, um, I try to keep stuff moving. Um, uh, we've got several other albums that are almost finished already, uh, just because we've been working on a, a lot of all at once. So we'll probably have another release of an album by um, January. And we're going to try to keep keep them flowing, <laughs> make sure people can get their hands on it and, and keep it fresh and exciting for them and, and for us. Well, definitely. And, you know, and when you're out and about, too, you know, playing a lot of shows and things like that, you know, you got to love that excitement from the audience. So far, I guess, what has been the, the most received track when you're you're there in the clubs jamming out with everybody? There's a few tracks that uh, we've gotten some feedback on um, and and. Playing live, they, they go over really well. One is Country by the Sea, which is the title track. It's track number three on the album, but um, it's, it's you know, like you said, it's a laid-back song. It kind of tells my story. Um, you know, the verses, the first verse is, Corn-fed hometown California boy, love the ocean and the sunshine, waves settle me to joy. My mom's from West Virginia, daddy's from L.A., Wear a cowboy hat, designer jeans, and that laid-back southern way. So that's the first verse, and then it goes to the chorus, and I'm singing. I, I don't have a college degree or any of this, but I got a genuine degree singing country by the sea. So I think that translates well because I'm telling my story is true to who I am. Uh, even if people don't like the sound of the song, they they like that they that I believe in what I'm singing, you know. So that's a good one all around. It's gotten some good feedback. Um, I got to do uh, my old high school choir director who had a great influence on me as a musician and and an entertainer because all through high school I had great opportunities to sing and, and learn how to dance and do some of these things that, you know, you wouldn't get a chance to do if you didn't have a great program. So Westlake High School in Southern California is where I went. And after 30, 30 something years, he finally retired, and all, a lot of the alumni came back, and, and we filled the big the big auditorium at the Civic Arts um, Plaza there in Thousand Oaks, um, which it was amazing. And, and what was even more special was he asked me specifically to to sing one of my songs, like just solo me on the stage, and as a tribute to him. And so I, I sang Country by the Sea, and it got a great response. And, um, you know, a lot of people I hadn't seen in a lot, a lot of years were were really happy to, to, to hear me doing what I love to do and, and making a living at it. So that was a pretty special um, highlight of this year. Well, definitely. And like you said, it's one of those where it's true to your heart and it's special to you. And, of course, you know, when you're out in the clubs, too, you know, and you're playing these gigs and you're out there, all right, I got to bring it back again. How many times are people out in the audience and they either know you're from Hocus Pocus or they have no clue and they're just jamming out to the tunes? <laughs> it's like, I'd say it's 50-50. Um, sometimes people come out to the shows because they want to meet Larry Bagby, the actor, 
um, whether it's from Hocus Pocus or Walk the Line, Saints and Soldiers, or Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There's all different kinds of fans, and thanks to the Internet and all these great shows, that uh, it keeps us alive, you know. And it's such an honor. I think I'm definitely recognized most even after 20 years since we did the film. Um, people still recognize me as Ice, and it kind of blows my mind because I'm like, I was like, in, I was just out of high school, you know, and now I'm 43, and it's like, whoa, people still like that movie, and it's always an honor. And um, so, I guess to answer your question, sorry, I, can, I got a little bit of ADHD going on here. Um, the the thing that that happens is like either people are coming to see the music, or they're just there because they heard, they heard about my music or they just know there's a band playing and they come and usually I don't tell them. I usually just, if they want a CD or they come up and talk to me, they usually find me on Facebook and, and then Instagram or whatever. And they, they realize, Oh my gosh, you're the guy from Locus Pocus or you're the guy who wants to learn. It's one of my favorite movies. So it's kind of, it kind of comes in waves, but I would say, about 50-50 to answer your question. <laughs> well, you know, and with that too, like you said, people recognizing you from Hocus Pocus. Now, you know, you're one of our recurring guests. You've been here since our first year of Diz Radio. So seven years you've been coming back, celebrating Halloween and stuff with us. Now, early on, it, it had a cult following, but not as big. But in the last two years... Hocus Pocus has gone above and beyond with the cult status. Now, are you just taken back by how much? I mean, so much so that I believe Freeform Network this year is, you know how they have like uh, 24 hours of A Christmas Story. I think it's 24 hours of Hocus Pocus. Really? That's awesome. <laughs> I know, I know. like you said, the last couple of years it's, it's caught in fire. And it's like you said, it's being played on network television. So um, I get, you know, it's great because I get tons of, my friends from uh, from way back when, from you know intermediate school or high school, even elementary school, that know me and have kept in touch over those years, and they always you know reach out and say, "Oh my gosh, I'm watching Hocus Pocus with my kids or my grandkids." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, I better start. I better start a family soon." And, you know, I got friends that have grandkids already. I'm like, "Oh dear." Um, but anyway, yeah, it's it's amazing to me. It blows my mind still, you know. Um, even as as of early this year, I was in a grocery store in I don't know where where was I in Ohio or something. And um, as I'm going through this, the checker kept looking at me. She goes, "I'm sorry, can I ask you? This? It might be a stupid question, but are you Irish from Ocus Pocus?" <laughs> I said, "Yes." Yeah, so are you going to give me free groceries? <laughs> no, uh, but anyway, it's it, it it's crazy, and and the fact that you know people just love it, and then around Halloween I get I get a little I, I make a little extra money because of the movie, so Halloween's become like a real treat for me. It seems like quite a few of the movies I've been in have been movies about Halloween or the fall, you know, that kind of thing. Well, definitely, and like you said, it's one of those where you've been part of a lot of things, like Walk the Line, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Hocus Pocus. Now, you know, over the years, you know, getting recognized for this, and of course, you know, so many people now approaching you, things like that. Now, looking back uh, over the years, when you look back at it, are you like, 
Well, that is uh, definitely the 90s when you're looking at your clothes. <laughs> from from uh, you're talking about from Hoax Focus, the outfit from that. Um, yeah, so wasn't that was that last year that they did a a survey on MTV or something, and um, and they said that these are the most memorable um, clothes um, of that era, and I think our our costumes from Hocus Pocus were they were in the in the flock of of uh, material that they picked, so that was kind of funny. And yeah, I mean, I wear I'm wearing a, a black hat like with the rim up and then the big jacket with the colorful shirt that's too big for me um i think i had yellow pants on or something they were almost like mc hammer pants and then tobias of course was wearing another classic kind of 90s like a throwback to the 50s with that black leather jacket that just kind of makes people look like they're bullies <laughs> the rockabillies the rockabillies um so yeah, that's always fun. it's always fun, and and it's it's interesting because, as you know, like it's almost like some of that stuff because of the movies that we see or watch that some of these styles start to come back because people like you know the movies or things so much. So it's almost like you know we're kind of going back into there's 70s or 80s kind of dress and the and the styles and things. So we'll probably get back to the 90s here again soon. <laughs> well, you know, and that's what you need to do for, uh, you know, Halloween this year is, you know, find an ice outfit, then come out on stage and sing your tracks as ice. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a great concept. Just like now on, you know, available ice, the not just the movie, but the character sings your favorite hits from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, I'd have to do and other hits like Vanilla Ice. Ice, ice, baby, boom, boom. And that would be a track, of course, we'd have to do, right? <laughs> well, you know, you got to do something like that, or at least dress up as ice for the trick-or-treaters coming to your house. <laughs> That's good, too. Just freak them out. Just stand with my back to them so they just see ice and flip the candy around in my left hand when they when they come up. How many times have I got to tell you my name ain't Ernie no more, Mom? It's ice. Take some candy. It would be like ice on probation, right? Like his his uh, his punishment would be he has to give away all of his candy to the kids. Well, see, that would be a true Hocus Pocus sequel, following up what happened to the bullies after the cage. Yeah, and the funny thing is we could still be wearing those clothes like we think we're hip. <laughs> now, you know, with that, with a uh, fall and Halloween season in motion here, of course, do you celebrate any of uh, the Halloween or festivities or anything at all that way? I sit in the dark room watching Hocus Pocus eating candy all night long. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're like, uh, what, should I laugh at that or is that really what he does? No, I, you know, every year I love Halloween. I usually try to get out to a couple of like little haunted houses or I definitely like cruising the streets and finding the, the most decorative houses or, you know, the spooky stuff's fun. Um, and then, and usually I, I do, I like to have, you know, get together with friends and family. And of course, you know, they always make us put Hocus Pocus on because that's still their favorite movies. And then it's fun to watch. It's still, I, I enjoy it. Um, uh, so yeah, I, you know, I, this year I haven't really thought about my plans. Um, I thought about being, um, you know, scary things or say stranger things is huge, right? 
And um, yeah. I love that because it kind of flash goes back to the 80s, which I'm totally aware of. And uh, they have costumes now for for the character L, you know, and and also for the cop. And I think I could I could be the cop this year, maybe. <laughs> you know, the, so there's just three of them. It's like, have you seen the costume? Oh yeah, definitely. I, I I'm a big fan of Stranger Things and all those costumes. It just made me laugh. I saw like a big picture on the Halloween costume store, and it was like Winona Ryder. The the mom was she had Christmas lights around her neck, <laughs> and then and then the sheriff, right? Of course, and then Elle, who's like a, got the pink pink dress with the bad blonde wig. It almost looks, it almost reminds me of like. E.T. when they put that remember when they put E.T. into like a wig and a dress when he's hiding in the in the closet <laughs> anyway uh, it's always good so yeah that's that's what I'm going to be doing this, this Halloween I'm, I'll be eating lots of candy and watching myself on Hocus Pocus well you know and with that too like you said you know everyone's always going to make you put it on and things like that now I got to ask is there ever any point where you're like okay I can't watch it anymore I was there. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes I get like, you know, I just walk out of the room or whatever, so I'm kind of like over it. But the movie's such, it's such a fun movie that um, I, I can kind of almost watch it, you know, like a kid, you know, in a candy store. It's just, it's just fun. And, and it's, of course, for me, I have all these great memories from the movie. And, um, and so, so it's just nostalgic. It's, it's cozy. I really don't mind it. Well, you know, and with that too, like uh, like we were talking about how they might do a, you know, a reboot or a remake. Now, if they were to bring back the original cast in the past, you know, you kind of told us when we had uh, Tobias and yourself uh, on the show a couple years ago, you guys told us uh, how you guys had a little bit of a crush on uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, would you would you reprise up that crush if you guys were on set again? Oh yeah, I know. I'd probably have to fight Matthew Broderick in the bathroom or something, but um, I was just reading uh, reading some stuff on her, I guess. Is she doing a new show about divorce or something like that? Um, <laughs> and anyway, I read the headlines and I thought, oh my gosh, is she getting a divorce from Matthew Broderick? Does that mean I got a, I got a shot? Um, but it, it's just a TV show she's doing and her she's been very happy with him, so I try to respect, respect that, but when he wasn't on set, I'd ask her to poke me in my butt with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and I doesn't that sounded weird, but I'd ask her to put me in a cage and spin me around. Maybe that's the cleaner version of that. Now, now with that too, you know, because it has reached this cult style uh, status here, you know, a friend of ours has actually authored a book all about Hocus Pocus. Have you had a chance to see that book at all? It's called Hocus Pocus in Focus. And, uh, you know, have you had a chance to see this book where it has stories all about Hocus Pocus? No, I haven't. That sounds amazing, though. Where, where can I find that? Uh, you can find it right online. Just uh, look up Aaron Wallace and Hocus Pocus in Focus. And uh, I think you will you will fully enjoy it. You know, and a lot of people that, you know, you've worked with and we've had on the show, like Thora Birch and uh, many of the people involved with it, have also contributed uh, some stories to the book as well. Very cool. Um, well, you know, if you wouldn't mind, if you uh, could send me a link on that, 
when we get done uh, I would love I'd love to check that out it sounds really cool definitely well you know we know you're busy we've been trying to catch up with you for a while here of course but we always get you back every year Halloween lots of fun you know seven times coming back as our returning guest so over the years we've had a lot of good stories over the years from you now I guess with that too Halloween is right around the corner all right what is your favorite candy of choice for 2017 Ooh, I wonder. I don't know that it's changed since we started talking. I I still think uh, Reese's Cup is is my number one. Still one of my favorites. Um, now as of recently, and I know it's kind of go on and off with this, but still in the chocolate peanut butter category. Um, I really like the Reese's sticks. I like the crunch with the peanut butter. So it's like a Kit Kat meets. Reese's Cup. It's pretty brilliant. Um, and of course, I always love like, um, like on the sugary side, you know, like more like sweet candies. I like like the cherry gummy worm things. And, um, what else do I like? I like airheads. You ever had those? Oh yeah, definitely. Those are, those are good. And I, and I still enjoy like the taffy, laffy taffy stuff is classic. Um, but not good. None of it's good for your teeth. <laughs> so you find out. Yeah, keep make sure you brush those teeth after eat the candy. That's well, that's, that's a that's a tip a tip for mice. If you're gonna have that <laughs> that much candy, you better brush your teeth. Well, and and have some Pepto Bismol because uh, Ice's stomach didn't. Uh, Ice's stomach hurt as well, so you need some Pepto to go with that too. Yeah, right. One of the lines was, "Who feels so good?" Because you eat too much candy, you oinker. <laughs> That was one of the lines. I often remember that when I eat too much. In closing here, so many different things. I guess the one other question that I forgot to ask early on is uh, when people recognize your ice, have you ever had that one fan who wanted you to autograph the craziest thing or craziest item? Oh, interesting. Um, you know, I haven't had any bizarre, I guess I guess maybe signing, um, I think I've signed somebody's like arm or elbow or something like that before. Uh, it was kind of different. Um, <laughs> and then um, everything else has been usually like, I don't know, like items that maybe I, I don't even know are out there. Like I remember like just like you introduced me to this book, Hocus Pocus and Focus. Um, there was a, a, a picture book, a small little book that came out, and somebody presented that to me because they wanted my autograph. And, um, so that was cool because I actually found there was a picture of me in there and I didn't know that, which was kind of fun. So I went and bought a bunch of those Hocus Pocus books. I still have a few left somewhere and somewhere, I don't know where, but, um, the other thing that was interesting, it wasn't for Hocus Pocus, but I got in the mail a trading card for my character that was on Buffy and my character was Larry and the last name they they made Blysdale because my my real name is Larry Bagby, so I think it was kind of just we did a little play on my my own name. So Larry Blysdale, but it was a trading card for uh, some kind of Buffy um, like trivia game or something. So that was cool, and I signed it, and then I went and picked up a trivia game for myself, <laughs> so I could have one of those <laughs> trading cards myself. I don't think it's on my own. I I just like to have that stuff. It'll be it'll be neat for my kids one day, hopefully, making a difference in uh, in people's lives. Because I had people that made a great difference in my life, whether it was my parents or teachers or friends. You know, um, 
that helped build your confidence and and um you know it's all part of like leaving a good legacy and and I hope that you know the works I do people will always be able to smile or if I can do that for people or make them feel better or, or inspire them then that makes me feel good, like I'm doing something worthwhile. Well, definitely, and like you said, it's one of those where you can pass it down, you know, possibly one day your own children, other families, you know, people to really enjoy it, and there's so much things out there that I'm sure you'll come across, like this book, you know, in our store, we have two different Hocus Pocus shirts, just all kinds of great stuff. So, uh, yeah, in in closing here, for the uh, Halloween season, fans of Ice, fans of Larry Bagby, fans of your music, uh, other movies like Walk the Line, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is there any final October Halloween words of uh, warning you'd like to leave from Larry? Yeah, well, I just first of all, I want to wish you all a very happy Halloween, a safe Halloween, of course. Um, and and uh, have fun and get dressed up and go out and be with your friends and be with your family and be with all your loved ones. That's what these holidays are about, enjoying you know, the, the, the fun things in life. And, um, as far as just like, you know, my last words for today, um, is thank you, Jonathan, for, um, always inviting me to come and talk about the show and about what I'm doing. I really appreciate that. And thank you to the fans out there, um, who like the movie that, that make it fun to talk about and that keep this movie alive. Um, it's been over 20 years, and we're still talking about it. So that's pretty amazing. Thanks to Kenny Ortega for directing a great movie and all the actors that were involved, Beth Midler, Sarah Parker, Kathy Nate Jimmy, Thora Birch, Tobias Jelinek, Vanessa Shaw, Omri Katz, and Omri Katz. He's awesome, too. And everybody else, Billy Butcher, uh, Doug Jones, all those people. Anyway, I, I just can't thank everybody enough for letting me be a part of the movie and now letting me be a part of the the cult following, the cult classic that, that has become Hocus Pocus, the Halloween m movie of the year, every year, it seems. So thanks so much. And, you know, always remember to laugh and listen to music and play music and keep keep alive and be happy. That's all. Great words from, you know, Larry to everybody out here. It was our pleasure having you stop in once again. Celebrate our seventh annual Not So Scary Halloween celebration. And you are our only guest who's been able to celebrate all seven celebrations with us. And uh, here's to 2017, your uh, music, you know, Country by the Sea, seeing you on tour. And, of course, you know, maybe next year you'll be back for our eighth annual once again. I love it. Of course, uh, I'll be happy to do that. And maybe we'll even do a little summerween. Oh, definitely. I remember Summerween. We got to bring that back. For sure. And thanks again to all the fans. Thanks, Jonathan, for uh, making me a part of, of your world and, and this great Disney program. I put a spell on you. Because of mine Stop the things you do <laughs> What's up?
new not-so-scary Halloween magical music review. The month of October has begun, which of course means the start of Jonathan's favorite time of year, Halloween. If you've been around for the past few years, you know that we do Halloween big here at Diz Radio, and I've got a month's worth of spooky music ready for us. To start our annual Halloween celebration, I thought we'd take a look at a segment from Fantasia that is famous for giving us all nightmares when we were kids. Night on Bald Mountain. Night on Bald Mountain was composed by Modest Mussorgsky in 1867. Considered one of the first tone poems in Russia, the composition was arranged by Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov in 1886, five years after Mussorgsky's death. This arrangement led to the first performance of Night on Bald Mountain, as it was never performed during Mussorgsky's life. Following a premiere in St. Petersburg, the song became a concert favorite. The greatest exposure for the piece came in 1940 when Walt Disney's Fantasia was released in theaters, featuring Leopold Stokowski's arrangement based on Rimsky-Korsakov's arrangement. Using Moskorsky's style based on previous study of his work, Stokowski was able to bring to life the sequence of Chernobog awakening and summoning evil spirits and lost souls to Bald Mountain. The souls and spirits danced in the air throughout the night until driven back into their graves with the coming of the dawn and the ring of the angel's bell. And here, I leave you to listen to the music.
And with the coming of the dawn, my time for this week is up. Thanks for sticking around for another magical music review and for coming back to Diz Radio every week. We will be having lots of Halloween fun and mischief going on here on the show for the rest of the month, so be sure not to miss it. As always, connect with the D-Team and myself on the D-Wire on Facebook and our official show emails, and be sure to check out our official Facebook page and website. Have a wonderful rest of your week, D-Heads, and until next time, see ya! The Hanson kids are dying to get their mom out on a date. She'll go out, then we'll go out. Why don't I feel better about this? But when they find out... Dimitri's a vampire. Good point. They'll be dying to get her out of it. I'm not gonna let Dimitri turn mom into an onion. What? Disney Channel presents... I have the power. Yeah, right. Mom's got a date with a vampire. A Disney Channel original movie starring Caroline Ray. Enough! Mom's got a date with a vampire. Tomorrow at 8, 7 central on Disney Channel. Hi everyone, this is Jamie. And Trisha. And welcome to Magical Munchies, the segment on Diz Radio that leaves you wanting a cookie or a sandwich. Or some cheese or boozy water. Yes. <laughs> Bonjour, Jamie. Konnichiwa. Ni hao, Diz, Diz Radio listeners. Today, Magical Munchies is going global. Yes, it is. We're going on a world tour. On the last episode, we talked about seven magical munchies that are perfect for fall at the U.S. parks. And today, it's all about how they get their fall on overseas. And this episode is super exciting for us, Diz Radio fans, because Jamie and I are both a bit obsessed with the parks overseas, especially the super cute foods that they have, like those little alien um, pork buns. Those are really cute. Uh, and I've actually gotten to visit both Hong Kong and Shanghai, but I was there before Disney parks even existed. And I've been to Paris, and I got to, like, wave at Disney as we went speeding by on the highway in France. Oh. Because we were going by really, really fast, because I was riding with someone who's a crazy driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like in Disneyland and in Disney World, Disney really does it up with per- parties, decorations, events, and most importantly, special fall treats. So we're going to start things off in Disneyland Paris. So, Trisha, pardon my French. <laughs> Les Rendezvous Gourmand, Disneyland Paris's version of food and wine. It covers six French regions. Thus, the Burgundy, the south of France, the UK, the Savoy, Alsace. Alsace, Alsace, Alsace yes. <laughs> I, I gave it an Italian spin. There you go. <laughs> And finally, Bordeaux will draw attention to Disneyland Paris. You can even taste foie gras and caviar, symbols of the French culinary luxury. And to accompany your dishes, white and red wines and even champagne will be offered. Just like Epcot food and wine, escargot is also available. And a Nutella crepe, because who doesn't love Nutella? Right. Like chocolatey goodness, just spread that on everything. The French do. They like eat Nutella for like breakfast and for lunch. Which is so good. Yes. Uh, then they also, um, uh, from September 15th through the 24th at Disney Village, they have a Taste of Oktoberfest, where they'll celebrate the Bavaria region of Germany with regional specialties and entertainment. And of course, there's pretzels and beer, but also, again, German, mm, uh, Flammkuchen. Flammkuchen. <laughs> Flammkuchen. There we go. <laughs> I'm butchering this. I'm sorry. This radio. <laughs> I'm sorry for butchering both the uh, German and French language. Well, I started off butchering it by, by trying to say hello in three languages and, and didn't do Google Translate that much justice. <laughs> I, I think you nailed it. Uh, okay, so we're going to hop on a plane for about 14 hours and head to Shanghai Disneyland. Now, this is du- Disney's newest park, and they surprised some fans by offering a pretty extensive list of fall Halloween activities at the parks. 
And this includes a few spooky activities that are well attended by Disney villains. So just like we see in the parks in the U.S., the Disney villains play a big role in all the festivities overseas, too. And of course, amazing decorations. They really do it up at these parks uh, overseas. And you can see some great pictures online. What really sounds like a blast is there's a Guardians of the Galaxy themed dance party. And what? they have the baby group red. <laughs> and guess what, guys? I'm the proud owner of a baby group red. Jamie sent me one from Disneyland. That's right. They have <laughs> the baby group red. Delicious baby group yes. red. And the baby group red was in our Movie Bites episode. So make sure you check that out if you haven't taken a listen to that one. Um, so in addition to the baby group red, which sorry, I had a little freak out there. There's also these <laughs> really adorable sundaes that have these toppings and there's like a Mickey head cookie and then a ghost and then this Mickey Janko lantern. And the coolest part is the cups are edible. So you Ooh. like just like eat your sundae and then just demolish the whole thing and just eat the cup. I like that. I like to eat whatever receptacle my food is in. Kind of. <laughs> it's always a good thing. Okay. So going to change it up a little bit and head south where the fall weather feels a bit more like it does in Orlando. So we're going to fly on over to Hong Kong Disneyland. So just like in Disneyland in California, quite a few of the attractions receive a Halloween overlay, including the scare floor from Monsters, Inc. and even a Beauty and the Beast spooky room. There's also special Halloween Tsum Tsums, which are my favorite. I'm the proud owner of a mini one with a little bow and she's shaped like a mini jack-o'-lantern. Uh, but yeah, she's my favorite. She's so cute. You can check her out on my Instagram. <laughs> but the fall treats in food form, oh gosh, they sound delicious. There's a Jack Skellington butter cookie or a monster cookie pop. Now, I love butter in my cookies, so he's got to taste amazing. And, you know, you want a little bit more? There's the ultimate Halloween food experience with uh, Mickey's Magical Halloween Hunt. It's a three-course interactive dining experience, and the menu includes mummy salmon, which is salmon wrapped in phyllo pastry with pumpkin, um, lobster sauce, and roasted French spring chicken on devil sauce, which is black pepper sauce. But the ultimate, the ultimate creepy assorted desserts are the blood eyeballs. Ooh. <laughs> They're <laughs> panna cotta with blueberries and strawberry sauce. And even the fruit salad gets a little spooky with a chocolate headstone. And I've seen these pictures online, and this meal just looks really fun, and there's this whole interactive experience. I'd really love to see them pull something like this in at uh, either Disney World or Disneyland to do something kind of like this. If I ever get a chance to go there, after I'm done taking millions of pictures, I'm going to stuff my face with all of the foods. Yes. All of the foods. <laughs> so many things to try. Okay, so the ultimate food that, that Jamie absolutely wants to try for Halloween is over at Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea. So we're heading Yay! over to Japan now. And they have a they have a standard sausage, uh, gyoza sausage bun on the menu, but it gets a Halloween treatment. And it's actually Queen of Hearts inspired. And so the, the bun's on the side, so it kind of almost looks like... Um, a hot dog inside inside a hot dog bun and the middle the buns on the outside are red and then the center is black and then on the black part there's also a red heart so the attention to detail is just amazing so there's the thick bun around the outside which is kind of similar to wonder bread but like super tasty wonder bread and uh, in addition to the sausage on the inside, it's a pork-based sausage there's a few veggies like onion and cabbage and then there's soy sauce with a touch of sesame oil the other thing, Jamie, that Tokyo Disneyland and Disney are known for, and you guys know, I always got to go to the popcorn. Yeah. They are known <laughs> for their popcorns. And there's multiple popcorn carts, and each one is kind of themed, and 
they decorate in the different holidays and then they have different flavors and then their buckets are amazing. So I love the buckets. They have the best <laughs> buckets. So popcorn is such a huge de deal at these parks. There's a menu just for the popcorn on the Tokyo, Tokyo Disney website. So uh, you got to use the Google Translate on it, but it is literally just a popcorn menu, which I thought was really fun. So a few of the current flavors that they're featuring are caramel, barbecue, and what I'm desperate to try is curry flavored. Now in the past, they even had a special Halloween bucket that was a vampire Mr. Potato Head. Oh my God, stop it. I'm so hungry. That yes. curry sounds phenomenal. I know. And so they always have these really, and they have the stitch bucket that you like stick your head in to eat. Like you're, you're putting your head in like Stitch's mouth to eat. Uh, but yeah, it reminds me of that Mater vampire you were talking about um, on our last episode that they have at Disneyland in California. All about the vampires. They're delicious. Oh, yes. Come on. <laughs> And popcorn at Disney just seems to taste just better. And I actually have an entire chapter of my book devoted to, in my second book, that's devoted to popcorn. Because you know what's up. Because who doesn't love popcorn? Everybody loves Seriously. popcorn. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks for joining us. And make sure you check out next week's episode to find out who the lucky winners are of our Diz Radio Fan Festival Favorites Contest. So we'll be talking about all the foods Jamie ate at Food & Wine. We'll announce the top 10 finalists and our two winners on our show on October 12th. So make sure you subscribe to the show, subscribe to Diz Radio on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss it. Also, if you're a Disney food lover, check out my Instagram at NotSoEvilDisneyStepmom, NotSoEvil underscore DisneyStepmom, and on Facebook at Author Trisha Dobb. And I'm currently sharing a food challenge on both of these uh, social platforms I did back in May, and it was called 50 Bites in 5 Days. And so there will be pics and descriptions of over 50 different foods at Disney World. And I also have a lot of Disney food love in my book, The Not So Evil Stepmother in the Most Magical Place on Earth, which you can find on Amazon or do I do signed copies through Facebook and Instagram. And make sure to join me for every Friday where I feature different food from Disneyland and Disney World for Disney Foodie Friday. Check out that Magical Munchies hashtag, also Try Everything hashtag. And you can find me at Instagram at Lilo underscore the Lost Princess. And, and Jamie has pictures of all the fall foods in Disneyland. So you definitely have to make sure you check it out because she's got tons in Disneyland, California. Unfortunately, <laughs> not Tokyo, Disneyland, but Disneyland, California. Nope, unfortunately not. There's going to be a lot of them, though, I'm starting uh, the first Friday in October. That's when I'm going to start posting all the Halloween goodies. Nom, nom. nom. So thank you so much, D-Heads, for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. And don't forget to try everything. <laughs> Listening to Disney On Demand's annual not so scary month long celebration. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs> Alright, all of you D heads, so I am back and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Yes, the official kickoff for our seventh annual not so scary month long celebration. And this is just the tip of the iceberg, or 
I guess the one foot in the grave, the lid on the coffin, however you want to look at it, this is just the beginning of our month-long celebration with lots of fun things. We're going to have great write-ups on our website. We also have special trick-or-treat secret pages for Diz Radio that we're going to give out to listeners as well with some great goodies and digital treats as well. So lots of fun things. So all of you D-heads, you are here. You are in the heart of the moment. You're getting ready for Halloween. So I want to extend that very special thank you once again to our returning guest and friend here at the show, Larry, stopping in once again. Larry, it is always fun having you stop in, share Hocus Pocus stories over the years, lots of great things, your outlook on Halloween, and I am waiting for that I put a spell on you track. Next year, we gotta make it happen. All you D-heads, definitely check out Larry, his music, and more at LarryBagby.com. I'd also like to thank the D-team for stopping in. Yes, without the D-team, there would be no show at all. You'd have me rambling. So I want to extend that thank you once again to Aaron, Alexa, Paige, Nathan, Dominic, Trisha, Jamie, Randy, all stopping in here this week with their signature segments. You do make the magic happen. And finally, the most important, we're conjuring up the spell. We're above the cauldron. Thank you, the D-Heads. Yes, we cast that spell on you, and you are the reason that we've been coming back at you for the last seven, almost eight years. That's right. You D-Heads are the reason we've been lasting this long, making this show continue on, and keeping the magic alive. So thank you, the D-Heads. Now, next week, we're continuing on with our not-so-scary Halloween celebration. And we have a very special guest stopping in here next week. Trust me, you're going to love it. But before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in, I do have to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z Radio. Com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash show. That's D-I-Z radio, S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney On Demand, and all of them are going to help you find our fun, spooky, creepy October shows right there. And if you just can't wait, you need the Halloween magic in your ears all month long. You can't wait. You need to hear it. All you have to do is go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio, search Disney Blue, Diz Radio, or Disney On Demand, and you can subscribe right there and get the latest shows on your mobile device, your Android, your tablet, the way you want to listen to our show instantly as soon as they get released. That's right, the ghost host is going to conjure up the dead, and you will have it right away to listen to. And remember, if you can't remember all these links, just go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio, Com, and there you can find all these links and more. Even listen to the show directly right there. All right, all of you D-heads, I am excited. As you can tell, I have been all over the board decorating the studios, decorating my home, decorating the outside, and I will post pictures of it. But next week, we have one more returning guest. I know, over the years, we really don't have a lot of returning guests, but this one just, if the timing felt right to bring him back. And think, somebody who doesn't want to have Christmas. Somebody that is Jack Skellington's nemesis. Somebody that narrates many fireworks shows at the Disney parks. I'm going to leave it at that, all VD heads. So until next week, as I always say, in this great, fun, spooky time of the year, take time, slow down, 
and never neglect family for business. You can always make money. You can't always make memories. So make the magic happen. Sit down, carve those pumpkins, plan out family costumes, and make the magic happen. So until next week, all VD heads, I am off to continue on decorating and making that magic with my family as well. So until next week, D-Heads, keep it spooky, keep it fun, and remember, happy Halloween. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.